the letters CHB, which stood for Clifton Hospital Beavers. How the children yelled when the bases were filled with beavers. Come on, beavers, come on home. And they did. Four home runs won the game. Mom, you were right, said Ron that night. God had something better than that old lot we cleaned up. He had a keen place where we could play and make a lot of other kids happy at the same time. And he even had some baseball uniforms for us. You know something? God did a lot more than I asked him to. That came out on the city slang label. All right.
London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. Build it up with iron bars, iron bars, iron bars. Build it up with iron bars, my fair lady. Iron bars will bend and break, bend and break, bend and break. Iron bars will bend and break, my fair lady. Build it up with silver and gold, silver and gold, silver and gold. Build it up with silver and gold, my fair lady. Here's a prisoner I have got, I have got, I have got. Here's a prisoner I have got, my fair lady. Here's the key to set him free, set him free, set him free. Here's the key to set him free, my fair lady.
Alright, peoples. Sending that one out to my little brother, the Duke. Happy birthday, kiddo. 30 years old yesterday. Hope you had fun. Ate a lot of cake. Do what people do, I guess, on their birthday. Uh, it's that time, people. Let's celebrate Brooklyn. Light one up. It's 420 there. It's always 420 here in San Francisco. We're going to kick it off with some super awesome friends of mine. Straight out of Brooklyn. This is Shiksa with I Work Alone.
Just let me 
Bringing it, Miss Andy Ray Healy and the Back River Bullies with Dear Death. Before that, a double shot of the Jugs with You Can't Choose. And the Mule, of course. Banging shit before that, Shiksa with I Work Alone. I work alone at night. It's kind of what it feels like. The Mutiny Radio sometimes when it's almost 2 in the morning. It is 1.40. I haven't had any callers or visitors tonight. But give me a call. It's time to play everyone's favorite game. 415-550-0511 is the number. Take your chances with notes from a two-girl sex show DJ. Don't be scared. You can't get bitten unless you're there. Floating goat in the background. Killer band. Check them out if you ever get a chance. Also check out all our Brooklyn bands. Hopefully we bring them out here sooner than later. 
like I said, give me a call, 415-550-0511. I am Frosty Nugs. Keep it moving with the music. Once upon a time, Jimmy was playing with all his toys in the playroom, when all at once... Oh, poor Humpty Dumpty. Calling all the king's horses. Calling all the king's men. Calling all toy cars. Come at once. Accident in the playroom. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Come on, everybody. Help me put Humpty Dumpty together again. What are you doing, little Jack Horner? Why aren't you helping? Little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating a Christmas pie. He put in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said, what a good boy am I. Bobby Shafto, will you help me fix Humpty Dumpty? Bobby Shafto's gone to sea. How about you, little Bo Peep? Oh, please go away and let me sleep. What I need is a doctor. Where's Dr. Foster? Dr. Foster went to Gloucester in a shower of rain. He stepped in a puddle up to his middle and never went there again. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. <laughs> Don't cry, Jimmy. Here comes your daddy down the lane. He'll put Humpty together again. I didn't know what day it was when you walked into the room. I said hello unnoticed You said goodbye too soon Reason through the clientele Spinning yarns that were so lyrical I really must confess right here The attraction was purely physical took all those habits of yours that in the beginning were hard to accept your fashion sense beards lip prints i put down to experience and the big muslim lady with a dutch accent who tried to change my point of view her ad-lib lines were well rehearsed, but my heart cried out for you. You're in my heart, you're in my soul. You'll be my friend should I grow. You are my lover, you're my best friend. You're in my 
My love for you is immeasurable. My respect for you immense. You're ageless, timeless, lace and fineness, your beauty and elegance. You're a rhapsody, a comedy, you're a symphony and a play.
my peoples. Little Megadeth. Always nice. Closing out the first set of Soul Sausage on Air. I'm your host, Frosty Nugs, kicking it into set two. Going back to one of my favorite bands. I can't say it's their classic set two. Uh, and it's definitely their rarest form. Uh, but it's this recent Halloween, which I did not get to see or hear. So this will be new for me, uh, maybe for most of you out there. If not, I uh, hope you enjoyed yourselves. I know I had about a, more than a few handfuls of friends out there in Atlantic City for Halloween this past year. And uh, they usually do a musical costume, the band Fish on Halloween, where they will cover an entire album from someone. Um, in the past, obviously, the Beatles White Album, Who Quadrophenia, Talking Heads, Remain in Light, Velvet Underground, uh, Loaded. What else have they done? Well, this wasn't on Halloween, it was the next day. Joke on me. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. Uh, I think they've done some other ones like Rolling Stones. Exile Main Street. Anyways, this one, they decided to, uh, instead of covering an album from our great rock and roll history, they decided to preface uh, future rock and roll history with an album that has yet to be written, or yet to be recorded, rather. Obviously, it's been written. And the uh, name of that album, I think, is Wingsuit. Let's see what they got. This is 1031 2013. You're set to. That's Fish in Atlantic City. Guess it didn't want to load now. Let's make that happen. Come on. Technology and mutiny radio. You gotta love it. You gotta love mutiny radio though. Please come down and visit anytime. Bug House Square. It's Tuesday. It's six o'clock. It's um, yeah. It's 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 that. Um, it could be almost anything, but uh, one thing for sure. It's Bug House Square. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have 
been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Buckhouse Square, I got um. Well, what is a well, I got a bunch of records, um, but Tell me we lost uh, a, a um, some creative geniuses uh, last week. Little Richard and. Uh, and I'm like, uh, uh, I don't, I don't even know the dude's name, but I just know uh, craft work. So we're gonna, we're gonna do a, a nice chunk of craft work, um, and we're going to do some Little Richard and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff and some contributors as well. So thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Uh, this is Bug Out Square. Stormy days, we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river some strange man was that a vigilante man Shotgun in his hand, would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land.
something. Something. All right, let me put the headphones on. Headphones in hell. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hey, how are you doing? Miss you. Oh, I'm fine. Oh. Not going too good in the inside, but we've got a little through. we've got a little echo there. Uh, speaking, of, is uh, the, are you getting? Like, are you feeling gloomy? Like, yeah, hold on, it might be. How's your pouch? How'd your paper go? Oh, oh, uh, now it's good. There we it. go. There, there you are. There's Here's Latoya, my... the sheriff of truth. <laughs> it was my earpiece. All uh, right. I, I finished it, so I have class like at three. All right. I'm probably going to take a nap after this. Absolutely. <laughs> so you finished. That's great. And school's going well, and, and that's and you're feeling like you're getting stuff accomplished during COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then I got a surprise in the uh, in my bank account. Oh, so yeah. Stimulus. Stimmy, stimmy, stimmy. Feeling good with the stimmy. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, all that fun stuff. And you, my dear. How oh, yeah. You? Oh, uh, fantastic. Um, super excited. Got the show tonight at Asiento. Uh, I have the show Friday. It's not supposed to rain tonight. It's a little gloomy, but, you know, whatevs. It, it poured last week in the middle of the show, and everybody stayed. And it was <sighs> kind of funny because all the comedians were, like, getting wet and it was it was fun, and it, it only like stormed for a second, but it was uh, it was it was great. So I was like, all right, well, people will come out anyway, even if it's raining. It was sort of like a a tester, and uh, this week it's not supposed to. That's great. We'll see what happens. It's St. Patrick's Day. I'm wearing oh. the dumbest outfit you can. I look like some weird. Oh, I forgot it's Tatar Tatar Day. Yeah. It's uh, the one day I get to celebrate being super white. Ah, I'm super white. I'm super Irish. I love potatoes. I love whiskey. I'm wearing all green. Indentured servitude. Indentured servitude. Uh, the 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 building of the mission. Like, uh, anything about the Irish. I'm 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 uh, you know, today's Police the day. Officers. Patty, Police Patty officers. Patty I can like them today. Patty. Paddy wagons. Paddy wagons. They're called paddy wagons for a reason because everyone gets so wasted uh, on St. Paddy's Day. No, I have no idea if that's why they're called that. I just made oh that no, up. Oh, no. The history of the paddy wagon is, of course, racist because that is, they would put the Irish immigrants <gasps> in the back. So it really and was so like a St. Paddy's. <gasps> that's why it's a paddy wagon. Well, they were the yeah. ones getting drunk uh, at the bars after working really hard in their indentured servitude life. But it was, I mean, everyone's been subjugated in this country. Like, we got to get off the race. Well, no, we have to acknowledge the racism, but we also have to acknowledge the capitalism and that the people in charge will subjugate anybody they can to get ahead. They, oh, don't, yeah. they don't care if it's the other white people or if it, I mean, look at, look at all of Europe. Look at, you know, the French and the English fighting for years and years and years and wars between the Germans and the Germans became the English and now they're running the, the monarchy. But the Habsburgs, like, it's all, it's all white on white crime because of, like, aristocracy and capitalism over there. But then they were like, you know what? If we all get together... 
we can subjugate these other people we found because we can point at them and go, they're different or whatever. I just, it's, <laughs> it's capitalism. But today I'm wearing all green, all these different colors of green. And um, I'm, all, I'm all like super stretchy because of the clothes I'm wearing. So I'm going to be all weird and like jumping around and clicking my heels and being all Irishy. Oh, yeah. Which means somebody is going to get supremely intoxicated. Not you. Not me. I just think of, yeah, I just think of St. Patrick's Day. No yeah. wonder why I had a beverage or three yesterday. That makes sense. Ha <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to try not to, uh, I was, I was at the corner store before buying some sundries, and I thought about it. I was like, it's St. Patrick's Day. I could drink. But then I thought that is unwise because to start too early because I do have a show and I hate it when I'm not all myself. And then I tank a little bit because like alcohol is my kryptonite. Like it's the weirdest thing between two and four drinks. No, between one and a half and three drinks, I'm all together. But after that, I think I'm together, but I'm just so much slower that being on stage in that context, my brain just can't, it can't get it done. So it, it can't be like the way I'm supposed to be. I can read a script. Like if, if I was in a musical, like in a musical theater thing or something or in a play, I could mm-hmm. probably be over four drinks and handle it because it's just following a script. But comedy is so much different. Yeah. Yeah. That, when, definitely. When, when are you going to perform again? Are you, um, are you. That's a good question. Uh, you're, you, you've already had your second vaccine, yeah? No, no. That's no. next week. Oh, so next week. Next, next week. week I get it. And are, so once you get that. I'll start feeling a little loose about, you know, being uh, in the public and what have you. Right. So. And. I, it's it's weird. Okay, so I get tested weekly, and this week was a little touchy for me because so last Saturday, I stayed out pretty late at some outdoor mics, and it was cold, and I was wearing like anyways. I tried to stay warm, and I I drank a lot of I drank a lot, and I woke up on Sunday, and I I went home, and I was kind of feeling like wow, this is a hangover, but then I got kind of the sniffles a little bit. And I got a cough. Uh-oh. I know. So I was when, losing. When was this? this was on Monday. I had kind of a sniffles and a cough. And I was like, this is bad. This is bad. And I was like, well, where was I? And I had my own mic. And I wasn't interacting. I was wearing a mask. And I, I always test on Tuesday. So I went in on Tuesday and I got my test. And all yesterday, I, was, I stayed up late to get my results. Because I was like, I still had some sniffles, but not too much. And kind of I had a little cough. And then I started thinking like, oh, my God, what are the symptoms? And do I have them? And blah, blah, blah. Well, so I got my test results. I'm negative. So I just got like a regular cold. So regular colds still exist in the world. It's the first time I've had any, like, physical. I hear I mean, something in your background. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's the background. Oh, okay. Um, so, I'm like, oh. um, but I'm not. I'm fine. I tested negative, but I was a little bit worried because I kept thinking, like, oh my god, when people people can be completely asymptomatic and they can carry it, and I'm like, what if you have 
just two baby symptoms. Like you have the sniffles and you're coughing. Is that is that allergies? Is it the time change? Is it the weather change? Or is it COVID? So there was like 12 hours there where I was like, oh my God, am I a super spreader? <laughs> but it's fine. I'm negative. But I really did kind of have to have a come to Jesus talk with myself about like, wow, you know, well, first it's important to take care of my body and not compromise my body in that way so that I get a sickness. Um, but not every sickness is COVID and I've learned that too. So real colds still exist out there. And I wonder, I was wondering if like at the beginning of COVID, if people were getting just regular colds and freaking out and going to the hospital and then potentially getting it because they were around people that had it or, I'm, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I'm, yeah, I, I think, uh, well, the thing is you did perform in the rain uh, and then it's been colder. So, I mean, that that's probably how you got your cold. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, it, it, it's um, the change of weather, yeah. basically. We went from like being like really warm now to raining. It's supposed to be raining and cold like this weekend too. Oh, poop. So poop, poop, poop. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, by the way, uh, is uh, Asiento, are they open inside as well now? No, I don't know. Um, last week, two, no. I saw four people inside, but I think that they were having a meeting. I think it was just their wait staff. They, the thing is, they have a covered parklet, so they just serve people outside. Even if it's raining like it did last week, it was fine. It all worked out. Oh, um, right, because I, I found out uh, some uh, the majority of restaurants are open with a like a small capacity, of course. Right, yeah. Because... Uh, we actually, Marcus and I got to eat inside Ooh. and it felt like, oh my gosh, we're indoors. That's crazy. The kind old of times. So, yeah. But I mean, it's still, it's still kind of nerve wracking. It is nerve wracking and it's freaking me out a little bit because the San Francisco numbers have jumped pretty dramatically. Uh, 455 deaths now. And like two weeks ago, we were in the 300s. So, We've been exponentially growing, which is crazy. So I'm like, I guess this is our second wave, but everything's opening. Yeah. So, but I guess it's the vaccine coming out that it's somehow fact, yeah. pushes, I don't know. I'm still like in this state of flux and idea of what's going on. And really, it was scary having sniffles and a cough. But the thing is, I smoke so much weed and I smoke so many cigarettes. I just got sick because I taxed my body too hard ah. you know but it, you say you smoked a lot of weed and cigarettes oh yeah like this weekend i went there i smoked go. so much and it was terrible there and i shouldn't go. and i smoked in the cold and it was like outside. i mean it there was crazy you, you just answered your own question right but the thing but in my head i kept thinking for like 12 hours what if it's covid what if it's covid what if it's covid and and then i was thinking well this isn't really, I just have sniffles and a cough. What if it is COVID? And then I thought, well, am I a superhero because I have COVID and nothing's really happening to me? Anyways, I'm, I'm an insane person. I have no idea what's going on in the world. I'm totally questioning my own reality. Like. Speak, well, speaking of the fact that we were talking about the vaccine, there was a poll taken recently of people who are, 
not going to take, who refused to take the <gasps> vaccine. And drum roll and surprise, mostly white Republican men what? are refusing to take the vaccine, which is, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know why I'm okay with that? Because those are the white supremacists, so they're basically making their low birth rates go a little bit quicker than we imposed. Sure. So, well, but yeah. So you know there was a thing about that uh, on the news I saw, and so it was, you know, because we have the theory, and I've talked about this many times about um, how you know the African American community is afraid of the vaccine. Well, now the the numbers have changed to where more people, since there's more information about it out there now, you know, people are aren't feeling as scared. But again, it's mostly the Trump supporters wow. now that refuse. Yeah, I'm not. And so now there's this agenda of trying to get them to see, you know, to take the vaccine, and I say. Don't let them take it. Yeah, you know what? If they don't want to. If they don't want to. We try to tell you, them. You can't. I mean, they're not in the Army. If everyone was in the Army, they can just give you whatever you want. They just line you up and they shoot you up with whatever they want. And as we know, in the Tuskegee experiment, they shot people up with syphilis. And that's not nice. Um, but as, you know, we still have rights and we still have some rights over our own bodies. And people get to make that choice. But... It doesn't help the the group. It doesn't help herd immunity, and it certainly doesn't help them. But again, everyone's got to die of something. I I'm just again I'm waiting, I'm waiting for like one more week to get some information on people with allergies and severe anaphylaxis to certain stuff, and I just want to see if there's any data on that. And then I'm getting in line just because. I don't want to be the first of the 0.001% that goes into anaphylaxis that does. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want them to be like, oh, well, this is going to happen. Oops. Or and maybe there's a, I, I mean, I don't, it's just, it's one of those things that if, if penicillin and ampicillin and erythromycin, things that heal people, can put me into anaphylaxis shock and kill me, then things that, uh, <sighs> things that are supposed to heal other people sort of kill me, so what if that transfers over? And that could be a dumb fear, and maybe I just need to have a come-to-Jesus talk with a doctor, but I mean, I, I'm yeah. not against vaccines. I say, if we can eradicate, like polio, kids used to and, be, like, yeah. one of our presidents was in a wheelchair because of polio. I mean, polio, and that's, yep. that was eradicated. Measles. 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 But didn't measles make a comeback? Yeah, you know why they made a comeback? Because you had the anti-vaccine mm. moms and people like Jenny, Dr. Jenny McCarthy from Single Out and Playboy. Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Jenny that. McCarthy. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh -huh. Who, you know, who were, you know, telling moms not to vaccinate their kids because of autism. Right. All these crazy right. conspiracy theories well, and that they see online. And, and, you know, especially with measles, measles, measles. eradicated and it made a comeback a couple mm, of years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. So that says, it, it, you know, the thing is, you know, with vaccines, I get it. I trust me. We've had this conversation many times over, but 
you know, at the same time, if there is a section of the American society that we don't need and they are evil and mean <laughs> and anti-maskers, I'm saying you don't have to take it. You don't have to take People it. People are done trying to save the white straight male. Yeah. We're, we're done. Yeah, they don't I, need I saving. We're done. If you... <laughs> I, we're done with you. You know, so you don't need to ca- know, be Captain Save a Ho. I actually have a theory. Yeah. You, you you were talking about um, autism and and vaccines, which is like an it's just a crazy theory. I mean, there's lots of different theories, but I say here's a new theory maybe that I came up with. <laughs> the microwave was invented what in the late '60s, and it came into mm-hmm. every house and into fruition in the '70s and '80s. And now every single person in the universe has a microwave, right? Look at the rates of autism. Look at the rates of autism and where they came from. Do we do we really hear about autistic people from the 40s, 50s, 60s? Was it just misdiagnosis, or is it something that has? Could it possibly be, or could it even possibly be the proliferation of the screen time of a of a of the some sort of radiation or or wave energy coming from television sets that also were not a huge part like a daily and maybe they were like an hour here and there back in the 40s and 50 or 50s and 60s but all of a sudden in the 70s 80s 90s where it's being used as a babysitter where you have a microwave that makes it easy for a child to eat if their parent isn't home or if their parent isn't paying attention or just because it makes it easy and TVs what what if it's TVs and microwaves that cause autism? I disagree. I think it's neither. I think it's the chemicals Ooh. and stuff that is placed in food. Because um, there is data of, you know, especially with food and uh, processed uh, wow. items where, it, um, where um, what girls are developing early. Right. So there is a study on that. So. I think food can be a factor. I think the environment is also a factor. Water, um, you know. It's a I lot. think I I don't think it has anything to do with screens and and I've heard the microwave thing before. Um, it's the same I time mean, period though, because processed foods really came into came into the public sphere after World War II because they'd used all the they'd made up all these packaging things to feed the soldiers overseas and they still had all these canning facilities and things that they dehydrated and all of these things they made that had a shelf life. People used to like cook. <laughs> and then there were all of these, oh this makes it easy, blah blah blah. And that made more money. So the capitalist structure of processed foods we are what we eat. We literally are. So like if we're I, like I eat a lot of I eat a lot of bacon, so I would say that I'm probably like 33 percent pig right now. But if you only eat processed foods, you're like 30 percent, you know, RBST and and hydrogenated XYX or whatever, you know, all of those carrogenins and wow, uh, it's oh, it's a, it's holistic. Think about. Yeah, I, we also have to think about the things that are sprayed on, you know, vegetables mm-hmm. and what have you, um, you know, the pesticides. So that's also another factor since, you know, they're used more hardcore uh, pesticides on fruits and vegetables. Right, Roundup. Uh, or... so, 
Yeah. And the and the genetic engineering of seeds and of plants. And I remember being in the eighties and and being a kid in school and then teaching us about like genetic engineering and whether it was good or bad and because I came from that Christian background where it's like, well, a tomato's a tomato, but you know, people can propagate tomatoes in different ways and seeds and there's all these different kinds of corn and all this stuff. But once we you know, put it in a science lab and genetically modify it to come off the plant green and then be ripened in some room. Like, how is that, you know, then how much, well, anyways, how do we get back to the, I mean, we can't like tell her, we, how do we get, how do we uh, reverse it? How do we get back to the place where there's, I mean, look at grocery well, stores, I mean, it's all I packaged. Think, I think the good thing is that more people are doing like, you know, especially with the time that we have quarantined, people have been using their time to garden more and plant and more community urban gardens, you know, are kind of a thing now. So I think that's, you know, that's a good positive sign, Um, you know, but I, I don't know the statistics of how many people, you know, of people, you know, growing stuff now but it seems like it's been a trend for the past several years where people are just you know it they trust growing their own now right. you know and i met more people within the past decade who have chickens in their backyard yeah. so you know that means fresh eggs and you know stuff like that so in a relationship you know, to the food that we're putting uh, <sighs> If I don't know, a relationship to food that we're putting in our body because it makes us who we are. It, we've got, I just feel like we're so, more separation continues happening. Like, first there's a separation between us and what we put in our body. Then it's like us and our own bodies. And now it's us and bodies near us. And like communication seems like it's breaking down. And here's the thing, we didn't educate everybody how to write or how to text. So lately, a lot of my conversations have been via text or messenger. And it's like, because people weren't educated, they don't know how to express themselves in written form. So everything gets misconstrued because they're just, because we made everybody dumb. And then we pushed each other apart. And then we stopped the ability to, like, look at our phones. My phone can barely talk to people as a phone. It can on the computer, but it can't as a phone. And it's just, I just feel like all this separation is purposeful and maybe I'm a crazy person. Maybe that's the conspiracy theory that I hold is that if they separate us, if they divide us, they can conquer us more equally. Like, right? Exactly. Speaking of eighties, by the way, oh yeah, you brought up uh, the eighties. So this is going to be a little bit lighthearted, but then Yay. after this, I'm going to get into something serious. So uh, I was reading this article yesterday in Huffington Post saying that Fox News uh, appeals to Gen X, yeah, tries to get Gen X, uh, or appeals to Gen X for help. And then Gen X tells Fox News where to stick it. So basically (laughs) what it is, um, so Fox News tried to enlist Generation X into manufacturing cancel culture wars. And it didn't go well. And so basically, Fox News had this piece uh, asking for Gen Xers how, you know, to join in with the whole cancel culture wars. 
And um, are you talking about canceling like you know, because there's because called... of the Dr. Seuss thing last well, week with whole... the Sneeches? Yes, and the... exactly. And the, and the Pepe Le Pew Pepe Le Pew, you know, uh-huh, the uh-huh. Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, yeah. And so they um they <laughs> and this is your generation. So, they they want us to um, they want us to not be so woke. Is that what they're saying? They're like reverse the wokeness. So basically, it's a, you know, many Gen Xers were quick to point out that the prime Fox News demographic today, who were adults in the 70s and 80s, who attempted to restrict a ban on everything from rap to heavy metal to video games to Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, I remember that. that they combined the generation's proud, proud indifference, um, and it led to a swift uh, reply on social media suggesting that Gen X is sending the Fox News a call straight to voicemail. So um, basically, Gen X basically said, fuck you, fo- uh, Fox News. Don't you remember a time of like when, and I posted something, I posted this article on uh, Facebook um, where it was, you know, where your generation, which I'm not that far off, obviously, I'm only a year off, where basically, you know, the boomers were the ones that were canceling shit back then in the 80s and 90s. And so the post I put up along with the article, which I'm actually kind of proud of, uh, was the fact of the matter (laughs) that they tried to, this is what I said, to all my cousins and friends who are Gen Xers, let's remind these conservative boomers how they tried to cancel your childhood and mine starting off with the war on drugs, hip hop, parental yeah. advisory, heavy metal, MTV, video games, Dungeons and Dra- Dragons, Blue Jeans, The Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead, abortion, that's yeah. on the table, Graves, Cross Colors, Sinead O'Connor, Two Life Crew, NWA, Like a Prayer music video, basically anything, Madonna, POC <laughs> wearing condoms, AIDS, Black Barbie dolls, and French fries. I can keep going. <laughs> I remember the French fry from, thing. I remember freedom fries. I remember. Freedom fries. Right? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so now it's so funny that, you, you know, you have the Fox News demographic begging, basically, Gen Xers to, hey, come on, you're in your 40s and 50s now. Join join the hate train with us. And the Gen, Gen Xers are like, oh, no. Uh-uh. We, you did the same thing to us growing up. We're not, we're not, we're not falling for the band at the tailpipe. So it was just so funny. And I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Oh, I remember all of the, the, everything, everything was canceled. Sex. (laughs) I mean, AIDS Mm. was everywhere. It was like, don't have sex, don't have sex. (laughs) Don't ever have sex with anyone ever. The fear, I mean, the fear they instilled in us from 21 Jump Street. I even remember that episode of 21 Jump Street when Johnny Depp went under in, underground into the school because there was a boy with HIV who'd gotten it through a blood transfusion and everybody was being totally mean and they're like, you can catch it from a toilet seat, you can do this. And they were trying to dispel the myths and rumors about the spread of HIV, but all it did was just scare the shit out of me because I was like, oh my God, it's everywhere. Johnny Depp is going to get it. Um, and I, but I was mortified to have sex with anybody. And I think that I gave 
a lot more blowjobs in college and didn't actually, and I, because I didn't know, I didn't know that you could catch HIV from a blowjob. I know we've talked about this in the past, that my, ooh, that was loud. My sex ed class did not, um, did not inform me about that. Well, I wasn't allowed to go to sex ed because my mom was so Christian. She canceled sex ed class for me. But nobody told me you could get you could get oh. HIV from giving for giving a blowjob. I just figured it was the safe way to go, and and then and so I, I you know I was like saving myself, and it's so stupid because it's the same thing really. It's just it's there's an orifice and there's something in it. So why is that not? Sex, I guess. By the way, I, I found that episode of 21 Drunk Street. I just put in 21 Drunk Street AIDS episode, and it's from season two, yeah. 1988. 88, not even 86. Okay, I was off. So season two, yeah. so it started in 87, so season two in 88. So I was I was in eighth grade. 14. Yeah, 13. Yeah, 14. 12, 13. 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, scared and, the know, but Jesus out of me. You know, I remember like in class, like being like 11, 12 years old, and this is like in 92. So this is like when uh, Magic Johnson right? had got it. Yeah. And so I remember watching this video with Magic Johnson and Arsenio Hall talking about AIDS. It's like one of those like PSAs. And like also, too, yeah, the fear, the fear of, you know, having. Forget about chlamydia and herpes. Who cares? AIDS. Yeah. And it was just like, exactly. You, didn't, you, didn't think, you know, and it was like, you know, it, it, it was like, um, you're right. Sex was canceled. Sex was canceled. Because, because it was all about, it, they wouldn't even talk about self-love or masturbation. It was just abstinence. Practices. Right. Yeah. It's one way to not die. Sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I remember seeing videos like that and PSAs like that whenever I was like at the the girls club or at school or, you know, some summer camp where it was just like the best way to stay safe is abstinence. Yeah, but and the you thing know? is that they focused so much on our on our physical safety and not on our emotional safety. So if they would have said, hey, you know, one of the reasons to wait until maybe you're a little older to have sex with a guy is that they they want it physically really bad and you might not be into it yet but you want to please them because you think it'll make them like you and you're going after something in the wrong way like you have to go into it as I really want this myself for the reason that I want to have pleasure and not I want to please this other person so much that I'm willing to not wear a condom because they say they don't want one and then all of a sudden I'm pregnant and now my mom's mad at me. But if they would have been honest about like the emotional side and how we as some people, and so I guess some guys emotionalize it too. I don't want to generalize just by the sexes. But I wish there would have been more honest talk about relationship building and how that leads into sexuality rather than going from a fear aspect of don't do it or you'll die and it's like well my my heart died a little bit because i i wasn't emotionally prepared for what that all meant but 
That's so funny you brought that up. And for some reason, when you were talking about the relationship thing, I forgot to put something on the list. And I don't know why, as you were talking and you were talking about relationships, I forgot to put Murphy Brown on there. <laughs> because, and you remember that show, right? Which Which show? Murphy Brown. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't watch Murphy. She was, uh, it was Candace Bergen, and she yeah. was a news reporter. And she and got pregnant, and she was a single mom, and they tried to cancel her. I don't remember uh, that part of because it. Because she was, yeah, yeah. Uh, and when you were talking about relationships and all that, I'm like, wait a minute. I forgot to add Murphy Brown to the list because she didn't have relationships. And she ended up being a single mom, and everyone was mad about that. And so it's it just funny. It was just funny that you're mentioning that because what you're saying, it would be all too perfect because that's what's wrong with people now is the fact that we're, we're, not, we're not taught, even in our homes sometimes, not taught to have a healthy relationship. Right. Because we emulate what we see either through media or at home and with family you know or we compare the media to our home life and then say that's mm -hmm. the ideal but what if that ideal that ideal is fictional so we're reaching to a fictional ideal in reality but nope there is no i i just feel like and is that the mental health component that's missing from our lives or is it terrible to talk to children about mental health I, I don't know i don't think so i i wish we could just be more honest with i don't know I expressing to people what's happening for example i'm teaching these junior hires on friday right now and we were doing an exercise in class all together because i teach them theater and one of the girls came up to me and she said hey i'm really overwhelmed right now i'm gonna go sit over there and i'm gonna rejoin the group when i'm ready and I said, that's amazing that you just had the clarity and the ability to express your needs to me in an appropriate way. Like for a 12-year-old, I was, I was absolutely blown away. And That's awesome. And I don't know. I know in that particular school they're teaching that. But where else is that being taught? And instead, kids are acting out or doing something. Now on Zoom, who knows? But in a classroom setting, <laughs> if a child was able to express to me that they needed time away from what we were doing, I would be like, yeah. wow, cool. I, I don't and know. You know what? And this and what you talk about is this leads into uh, the serious topic that I wanted to talk about and what happened yesterday. Um, I don't know if you read about it, where what happened in Atlanta. No. Uh, we're all right. We got some more white supremacy mass uh, shooting news. No. So, massage spa shootings in Georgia leave eight dead, including <gasps> six women of Asian descent. Oh my God. So, um, some cracker ass cracker named Aaron Long, who was 21 of Woodstock, Georgia, was. Um, arrested and he basically went on a rampage and he's basically he said he had a sexual addiction issues and he started targeting spas 
and what have you, I call bullshit. <laughs> um, I'm already seeing the stereotype within reading this paragraph and the fetishism. And so um, he killed two people uh, inside and then he went to three other spas. And so, um, but here's what the police said. The police said basically that, oh, Robert, he was just having a bad day and he just took it out. I'm not kidding. What? I'm paraphrasing, but I'm not kidding. But murdering not people kidding. and having a sexual addiction, addiction issue are two completely separate things. One cannot be an excuse for the other. There's, there's really never an excuse for murder. Crime. That's the thing. It's There's not an excuse crime. for murder. Unless you're going to murder Hitler because you're time traveling or something. But there really isn't an excuse, especially in a mass sh- – and that the police are forgiving it? Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm, – I'm triggered oh, no, by no, this. no, 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 um, no. I'll get you – let me – I'm actually looking up for word for word that the guy said. He was having a bad, like, it, it was so ridiculous. And this is the, the police statement, by the way, but are we surprised it's the police? Um, and this is where we're talking about where, you know, justifying. So, okay, here it is. So I'm reading from the Independent. So Aaron, uh, uh, Robert Aaron Long, crack-ass cracker, police claim Georgia's suspect said he was just having a bad day. And the sex addiction, sex addiction led to the massage parlor murders. Okay, so right there, we got an issue. Yeah. And so this is this is where I'm going to have the Asian communities back, though they don't ever have the black communities back. Mm, that's another topic. Uh, the fact that they're saying that this man targeted these Asian spas, and what's the first thing that we think of when we think of spa we think like, of the fetishism yeah like massage parlor like happy mm-hmm. ending like me love you long time what, and who do we exactly you just said it right there so right there with what their statement is his sex addiction Ugh. we're already getting the fetish fetishizing of uh asian women mm-hmm. and then the fact that uh you know he may have frequent these places in the past supposedly but the officer said uh, he told them he was having a very bad day, which left eight people dead and one injured. and was a result of him at the end of his rope and fed up. Because he's 21. I'm fed up. I'm 21 and I'm white and I'm not yes, getting everything that should be given to me as a white American young man. And my mommy, you know, I'm living in her basement still, but she doesn't make me mac and cheese the way I like. I have to buy my own tomato soup? What is this world coming to? I had a bad day. I'm going to go murder some Asian women. I was ready for you to pop off. Yeah. I was ready. I mean, 21-year-old, and that this is his excuse? You fucking piece of dog shit. This is your excuse, your 21-year-old excuse for a human being. You killed eight people. You had a bad day. Did you have a bad day? Because those lives, you know, now those people don't get any more days. That's eight people that get no more days because you're an entitled little bag of fucks. I'm really angry. And that the police are, like, defending him? Well, you know, you know how it is as a young white man in America right now. Uh, Eight people never get more days, and he had a bad day. 
Good luck in court, fuckbag. I hope they kill him. I hope they do. They have the death penalty in Georgia because it's time to murder oh, him. Yeah. He killed eight people with a lame excuse, mm-hmm. and that is what's wrong. That is what's wrong. Because he had a very and and by the way, I we I think we talked about this like a couple of weeks ago, when you know you know there's this whole uh, uptick of a lot of hate crime against the Asian community, yeah. which by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that ain't new, um, right? But there have been the narrative had been changing to where the media was focusing on black people attacking Asians and what have you, wow. which you know total i mean yes it has happened but you know this right here we haven't started shooting eight people of asian descent and murdering them because we had a bad day yeah and the thing is they haven't called this a hate crime yet what why georgia you know and that's so disappointing because georgia just like won my respect back for a second with uh oh, it's still it's still a garbage state though it's blue you know but they won my know, respect for a minute and now i'm like okay all you know hope is a really nice feeling and then when it's and then when it gets smashed you i start to believe in change and then i'm like oh no the status quo is still here we're still dealing with white supremacy and, oh, and violence inherent in the here, system. Here's, here's another part to the story. So the shooter was on his way to Florida to attack a porn-related industry when he was caught. <laughs> he, was, he was going to Florida for what? He was going to Florida to attack a porn-related industry. Oh, so he wanted he wanted to be a porn star. So the twenty 20- he wanted to attack supposedly for his sexual addiction. He it looked like he was attacking first spas, and then it said he was going to on his way to Florida. Oh, right to attack to attack a porn a porn shoot. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. Like, well, yeah, um, it's still a hate crime. It's still a it well, isn't. Isn't isn't murder always a hate crime? I I, I mean, but no, I know it's well, it was it, it was yeah, but right. it was that was racially motivated against eight people and to try to to tr- try to back his way out of it. <sighs> well, when he gets day. in prison, his he's gonna get backed into a lot of things. I'm sure he's gonna not be a lot of 